This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's bring back Jason Tetro, host of the Super Awesome Science Show. He's on the line with us once again. Jason, thanks so much for being back here. Hey, it's great to be joining you again. Well, we appreciate it because I know a lot of people still have a lot of questions. So we're also going to open up the phone lines. If people do have questions, you can call and ask Jason Star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898 if you want to call on that line as well. And Jason, what do you think as far as it is St. Patrick's Day? So one of the big stories yesterday, it was announced uh, the mayor of Vancouver saying, look, we want all bars and restaurants to shut down today because we don't think that people are going to be able to follow the stay away from others by at least a meter. Uh, good move, I would imagine, as far as trying to stop the spread of this? Well, yeah. And, and for those of you who might be you know, wondering, I think this might be going a little bit too far. Let me just point out something. Um, if you listen to some of the interviews that we had in the beginning of January about this virus, we were all like, oh, it's contained. It's in Wuhan. It's probably going to be a small amount of time and then it'll be gone. And then what happened is on January 18th, there was this massive party that they had in Wuhan for the Lunar uh, Festival. Um, It was uh, 40,000 people, sorry, not people, but actually families. So we're talking, you know, over 100,000 people showing up. And, well, we didn't quite know that this thing could spread much like uh, the common cold does. And then out of nowhere, boom, it exploded, absolutely exploded everywhere. And that Just a few days later, on January 22nd, that's when China shut down the entire country. So, I don't think any of us want that to happen here. (laughs) Uh, No, absolutely not. Um, This whole, the idea of social isolation or self-isolation, I think is new for a lot of people. And I've heard it described or or explained uh, before as well, saying the whole reason for that one meter is that if somebody is infected and say they sneeze or they cough, those droplets, Mm -hmm. if if they can't get to you, they'll then fall to the ground. And once they fall to the ground, you're pretty much okay, unless you are licking the ground, which hopefully Mm -hmm. nobody is doing. Is that, is that? a good description or definition of, of why we are self-isolating? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very good dis, uh, sort of description of why we should be doing this. I should also point out that uh, when you're sneezing or you're coughing, um, there's sort of like this little cloud that's around you um, that lasts for anywhere from 30 to 45 seconds before it drops. And the reason I say that is because there's a lot of people out there who are concerned that, you know, this thing could be airborne for like three hours or something like that based on some studies. Well, those were done in a laboratory and under, you know, very, very specific conditions. In the real world, uh, there's really no um, significant problem after those 30 to 45 seconds. What the big issue, of course, is that if you are not within or if you are not outside of that, you know, one meter uh, distance, then you could come into contact with that cloud. You could get those droplets inside of you. And, well, there's a likelihood you may end up getting infected. Do we know how long this particular virus can live on a surface? Yeah, I mean, again, if you're doing the laboratory testing, uh, you can probably keep it there for like nine days and it'll live. Um, If you're doing sort of real-world testing, um, what ends up happening is that the droplets come out and then they drop to a surface. 
and they're very, very infectious until basically it starts to dry up. And when it dries up, what ends up happening is that the virus sort of loses its infectivity. We used to do this in the laboratory all the time just to mimic the real-world example. Now, how much of time is it going to be before it really presents a risk? Well, it may be as low as two to three hours, and we saw that with SARS. It could be a little bit longer. I usually like to say about a half a day. And then after about a day, it's getting a little bit lower, and then by the time you get to around two days, you're probably so low that you're not going to be able to infect yourself unless, again, you're licking that surface. All right, uh, that's a, a, a visual uh, we don't <laughs> we don't no, often I mean, have, but it uh, gets is, the point. Microbiology 101 is do not lick, and, and that's, honestly, I think this is a very good time for us to be uh, sort of complying with that. Absolutely. Um, Costco put out a letter today uh, talking about the experience that they're seeing, the surge in business. We've mm-hmm. seen videos, we've seen pictures of this. Uh, they've talked about how they've increased the sanitizing protocol, the cleaning protocol, uh, but they're also now bringing in uh, um, uh, ways to get employees and people to social distance. And they're also trying to limit uh, how much people can purchase. Because doesn't that kind of fly in the whole face of all of this, is that you see people uh, getting the advice to social distance, but then they're all over each other trying to get toilet paper at a store? Yeah, I mean, you see, the, the problem is, is that um, social distancing is still a relatively new thing. Um, when it comes to the mindset. Uh, We do that when we see somebody sneezing and coughing. I mean, it's just a natural response for us to walk away. It's a a natural disgust that we have. But the problem is is that if people are not doing that, uh, we tend to believe that we can go inside of that personal space and there's not going to be that big of an issue. I I think what's going to have to happen is over time, we're going to have to learn a little bit more about that need for that social distancing so that it becomes the first thing in our head as opposed to, um, you know, rushing to get the toilet paper onto your cart before someone else does. Now, it's not necessarily going to be perfect, and unfortunately, shopping centers, grocery stores, these types of places are very difficult to, um, you know, enforce this social distancing but I think, you know, we do have a personal responsibility. We can't just rely on everybody else to tell us what to do. And so I think, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to be able to prevent infection, whether it be COVID-19 or flu or any other respiratory virus, you know, just think about that a little bit more and, and see if you can get that to be sort of more advanced in, in your thought patterns. All right. Uh, we have a couple of callers uh, with questions on the line, which we'll get to uh, before we take a break. Uh, John is on the line with us uh, today. John, do you have a question for Jason? Well, not so much a question, but I have a a comment. I think this has been blown out of proportion. Maybe I'm naive, but in the United States, the CDC reported from October 1st, 2019 to um, February 1st, 2020, 14 thousand people died of the regular flu Mm -hmm. now i don't see that many people dying in the united states canada well it's probably about 10 or 20 percent of what happens in the united states i I don't understand what the big thing is they haven't reported now that the the americans reported that 14,000 died how many canadians died of the common flu I, i think it's just gone crazy people have gone nuts well, I, let me put it to you this way. Any response? Um, the, the big concern that we have right now with this virus is that it tends to kill like SARS, 
even though it spreads like the common cold. And that's the big issue that we have. You see, we know flu inside and out. And I totally agree with you. We have so many more people who are getting sick and who are dying as a result of the flu. The flu is a nasty bug. But how many people have actually invoked social distancing as a result of flu? How many people have tried to prevent themselves from getting infected based on flu? I mean, we're so used to being around the flu that we just ignore all of the hygiene measures that I've been talking about for years and years and years. Well, now you're being faced with a situation where you're not just going to have the pain in the chest, the, the gorilla sitting on your chest, and yeah, it may make you knocked out for a few weeks. It may put you in the hospital. And if it puts you into a hospital, you're putting, you know, a strain on healthcare facilities. And that's really the reason for doing all of this. It's not the virus itself. It's the disease that it causes and what we need to be able to do to be able to help people. And we are also finding out, and this is getting me a little bit more concerned, that younger individuals are also coming down with this in places like Italy and Iran, and they're not surviving particularly well. So I don't know if that will happen here or in the States. But at the end of the day, we need to be more prepared than just simply saying, well, this is blown out of proportion. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, agree with that. Let's take one more phone call before we take a break. And Lucia is on the line. Lucia, do you have a question for Jason? Um, uh, yes. Um, what do you do? I was at Costco yesterday, and the person next to me, which was quite close, mm-hmm. um, he obviously had a moist cough and coughed in the tissue, yeah. and he threw the, excuse me, the paper into a trash can nearby. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm concerned how long does it let, it was an open trash can. Yeah. And so do people need to be concerned about that because they're standing by the trash can? And also if the worker who empties the trash can, would he be uh, concerned about that? Mm-hmm. And that actually is a really, really good question because when we talk about, um, you know, droplets, Uh, and and aerosols and airborne spread, one of the big concerns is that there may possibly be a virus in the air. Now, if this was measles or chicken pox, uh, then yes, totally, you would be worried about this. You would be concerned about this. But because we're dealing with something that essentially stays in the droplets, the droplets are going to be inside that tissue and they're going to get suspended there. Um, They're going to get trapped there, essentially. So when that tissue goes into the garbage can, um, you don't need to worry about uh, the virus coming and getting you. Now, as for the the garbage men, um, the people who are throwing out the trash, um, that if, if it's been within that three to four hours that it's, you know, surviving on surfaces, then, yeah, there, there could possibly be a risk. It's very, very low, mind you, but that still brings into the idea that, you know, even in hospitals, they have infection prevention control methods and protocols for throwing out garbage. And I think these are things that we may start looking at as we, you know, move forward down the road to be able to protect everybody. So I really thank you for that question. Lots happening. We still have a few moments for your questions. I'll try to get to as many as I can. Adam is on the line. Do you have a question for Jason? Yeah, I had a question about e-cigarettes. I was wondering, seeing as the industry promotes that when the guy beside me blows out the smoke, it's not smoke, it's water droplets. What does that do for the virus? All right, Jason, any thoughts on uh, vaping and the vapor? Uh, Yeah, we're still trying to figure out what this is all meaning. Um, We do know that uh, uh, nicotine um, is bad. We do know that uh, smoking seems to have some effect, although we're not exactly sure what it is. And as for vaping, uh, it's still probably going to be at least a few more months before we have uh, the data to be able to understand that. 
All right, let's go to Pat on the open line. Pat, what's your question? Uh, Not a question, more of a comment. I just got a text this morning from a trusted colleague in Switzerland who owns her own environmentally uh, aviation consulting firm, and she said the government of Switzerland did a press release this morning indicating that they've lost all control of the situation. People are dying everywhere. She has been on lockdown in her house for two weeks. The army is patrolling the streets and stopping from anyone, and they have to have a number to go shopping. All right, Pat, thanks for that. Uh, I had not heard that or those measures uh, being taken. Uh, Do you want to get to as many people as we can? James is also on the line. James, do you have a question for Jason? Yeah, I, I want to know in his opinion that they should close down the cab companies because they got no protocol for disinfecting and they take hundreds and hundreds of people around places every day. All right, Jason, what's your thoughts on uh, cabs? I would we, imagine ride-sharing as well. Yeah, we actually just had that discussion uh, in New York City. Uh, I was chat- chatting with some people there. And, uh, you know, should we be banning cabs? Uh, the reality is, is that people do need to move around. Um, and most of the time, uh, it's individuals. Now, that may require a disinfectant wipe down after one individual to another. It might be easier with ride sharing, um, but with taxi cabs, uh, it's really going to be a matter of deciding, you know, what the best option is. Also, take your own personal responsibility. After you get into or even out of a cab, use the hand sanitizer, then you don't really have anything to worry about. All right. And Lisa is on the line. Lisa, what's your question? Um, I have a couple of questions to do with using alcohol to uh, wipe um, a surface, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that it's actually better to have a little bit of water in there, uh, maybe 25% water, because the alcohol uh, apparently um, evaporates so quickly that perhaps it doesn't have time to kill anything. All right. Um, so I'm just wondering about that. And we'll take uh, Jason's answer. We've only got a minute left. Uh, so Jason, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every time you hear me talk about alcohol, it's 62 to 70%. If you're using pure alcohol, forget about it. If you're using rubbing alcohol, put 10% glycerin or some other water into it if you're just using a disinfectant and it'll be right the concentration. Just make sure you're doing it for a minimum of 15 seconds on your hands, 30 seconds on the surface. All right. Thank you so much, Jason. I'm sure we will chat again. Thanks so much for your time. It was a pleasure. Take care.